Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host, coming to us remotely. But Daniel, welcome to the program today. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Paul. Wonderful. Good to have you. And we have some foreign policy stuff to go into because events are happening. And uh, there's wars going on. I think you know that. And they, there's never been a declaration. You know, I feel like we solidified that attitude. And uh, that was back in the old days. And I remember it and you remember it when I suggested, if you guys want to have a war, you better declare it, you know, play by the rules. And they mocked it and said, you still listen to that stuff in the Constitution? They mocked the Constitution. So I think that solidified their position that inhibits uh, the chairman of the chairman of the committee. So he must have been the authority. So therefore, now not many people are concerned. But I think there are several things, Daniel, that we'll be mentioning today that they're acting outside of the Constitution. But big news. I think I think sometimes if we were to describe our program, it's counteracting the total abuse and, and ignoring of the Constitution domestically and internationally. So this is this is something that uh, uh, we do continuously, but we do want to update this uh, uh, right now. This, the, one, the first thing I want to start off with, Daniel, is uh, Gates has a resolution introduced, and uh, he's a pretty independent person. Wouldn't agree with everything, but he's not bashful. So, gay, and this is from anti-war, Representative Gates' resolution would make Biden disclose the number of U.S. troops in Ukraine. Now, the one thing I would qualify to start with is, you know, in World War II, if uh, Germany declared war against us first, and then we're in the middle of war and we're preparing for retaliation and defending our country, you know, it seems like uh, they, they, there's a limit to how much you could demand. Uh, this is, to me, so different. This is sneaky war. This is ignoring the Constitution. And uh, why don't you go ahead and make some comments on there, what you think about Gates's resolution? Well, I think one of the interesting things is I think this is the first fallout from the release of these classified documents, which has essentially shown that, you know, the media wants to only focus on the so-called leaker or suspected leaker. They don't want to concentrate on the contents of the leaks. What the leaks show is that the administration has been lying to the American people. Uh, the, secretary, <clears throat> excuse me, the Secretary of Defense went before Congress and lied to Congress about Ukraine. And the leaks have shown this and demonstrated it absolutely clearly. And I think this resolution by Representative Matt Gates from Florida is the first response to that leak. And I think it's absolutely appropriate. And what it actually is, it's a privileged resolution of inquiry. And you remember those from your days back in the House, Dr. Paul, where you require the White House, the administration, uh, to provide you with information about something. And this is part of the House of Representatives oversight role, completely constitutional for them to do. Hey, what are you doing? You need to tell us. And so what it does is two things, Dr. Paul. The first is that it forces the White House to send all documents, <clears throat> all documents outlining their plans for assistance to Ukraine. Um, and this is uh, partly in response to what we've discovered uh, from this and probably from the Seymour Hersh article demonstrating that even just in diesel fuel alone, apparently some $400 million has been skimmed off the top. So that's telling the White House, you need to bring us in 
on this as we get closer and closer to being involved in the war. You need to bring us in. We need to know what's going on. And the second one is that it forces the Secretary of Defense to disclose the, <clears throat> the full number of U.S. armed forces in Ukraine, because one of the things we learned from the classified leaks is that there are American troops operating in Ukraine. We don't know, but more importantly, I guess, so to speak, Congress doesn't know how many are there and what are they doing and what kinds of tripwires might they be stepping on leading us to war. So it's an absolutely appropriate response uh, to learning that the administration has been lying to the American people and to Congress about what they're doing in Ukraine. You know, the, the contest seems to be between the government, whether it's the Congress or the president, to level with us and, and the people. Uh, there was a time in our history that I found fascinating, and that is a uh, conflict between, or at least a discussion between the Congress and the president over, over the war powers. And a member of Congress came to uh, uh, Grover Cleveland and, and they were agitating for war against, uh, against Cuba. And the member of Congress said, well, he says, you know, Mr. President, we have the authority to declare war. And Grover Cleveland's answer, I thought was so, so dramatic. He says, yes, that's correct. You have the right to declare the war, but I am the commander in chief and I'm not going to send any troops. So that, that to me, I think sort of set the stage when you have an executive and a president to stand up and know what it is, you can stop some of that short. But now it's a mixed bag because even who speaks for the who speaks for the administration, who speaks for the executive branch? Because we do know there's a lot of pressure behind the scenes, and everybody in a high diplomatic position has been endorsed by the military industrial complex and the deep state. So you don't know, you know who's really speaking for it. Grover Cleveland spoke for the presidency that he respected and he honored the Constitution, and he knew exactly he didn't have to go to war. And right now, it isn't so much who's deciding, it's who's going to sneak into the war. Who's going to who's going to spend the money and get the war going? And uh, the subject of of, uh, of whether you declare war or not, uh, in, a, in a way, symbolically, I guess when uh, we were there and I offered an, an amend, you know, an amendment to uh, to say that we have to declare war. Uh, even before that, they weren't doing it. They haven't done, you know, they haven't followed the rules very, very often. But, but anyway, I think this is a good example. You got a good explanation of why, why they're doing this and what's the purpose of this. And I, and just in general terms, I can't see any good coming from it. You know, a lot of times, Daniel, you know, we look for something. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But the benefit is, so right now, this is going to be a hard one to come up with, uh, other than the fact that if we get our message out, maybe it will wake some people up to what's really going on in Washington with our foreign policy. Yeah. And the other thing it tells us, Dr. Paul, is that Congress is sleepwalking as we go into war. Uh, you know, cats off to, to Representative Gates for doing this. But why is there only one representative? And I don't know if he has any co-sponsors. I, I, I haven't seen the bill as, as uh, introduced. Um, but why would it only be one or even a handful of members of Congress? Why are they so uninterested in what's happening that leads us to war? You know, it's such a big question. But um, one of the documents that is referred to is a document uh, showing that there are 97 NATO special operations soldiers in Ukraine, including 14 Americans. Uh, and it's certainly realistic to want to know what these Americans are doing, special forces. Um, I would think certainly they would want to know what the CIA forces on the ground are doing. Uh, and obviously that can be handled 
in a secure environment, but Congress has an obligation uh, to look into this and to show some interest at least rather than what they've been doing, Dr. Paul, which is just cheerleading more, 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 send more, more, more. And in fact, I think we're looking at yet another tranche of money that the administration is thinking of sending to Ukraine. This after we know the corruption from Hirsch and from others, and even from these papers, we know how badly the war is going for Ukraine. We know that it's not winnable. Our own military and our own intelligence community says this war is not winnable, essentially, if you look at what the documents say. Yet they still want us to pump more and more money into it. So, you know, hats off to Congress, uh, Congressman Gates, for at least showing some interest. And in fact, here's a quote he had, Dr. Paul, and I think it's a very good quote, and I'm going to read it. He says, the Biden administration and other allied countries have been misleading the world on the state of the war in Ukraine. There must be total transparency from this administration to the American people when they're gambling with a nuclear adversary by having special forces operating in Ukraine. It's well said, but it almost seems like a no-brainer. Why aren't you telling this stuff? You know, then they get around and say, well, we don't have troops over there, and, and yet we have CIA, they're, they're troops, and there's a, a lot of assassinations and things like that that go on, uh, you know, secretly like that. And then the special forces, that to me even sounds military, you know, it is yeah. part of military, but they, they escape this detail. Well, we don't have troops over there and they'll lie, lie to it. And, and like we, like I've said, anyway, there's no remorse about being caught in a lie because this, the uh, slicker they are in telling a lie and deceiving the American people, that's how you get support or at least uh, you get silence. They're not going to fight it. So uh, it's uh, and, and we're always hoping that there will be a better coalition on issues like that with some of the progressives that have, uh, you know, not gone along with the warmongering stuff, joining with the uh, uh, the libertarian leaning individuals on the conservative side that would uh, oppose this. So this this hope that develops. But right now, it's just more sneakiness, backdoor to war and all that nonsense. Daniel, I want to go on to the next subject we have for today. Uh, I want to talk about economic sanctions, which we have talked about many, many times, because I feel very strongly that economic sanctions and blockades and interference with trade and blowing up pipelines, they're acts of war, and we ought to recognize that. Yet we engage in it, and our government gets away with it. And if you say boo about it and they shouldn't do it, then you're accused of being a traitor to your country. Well, we'd like to dismiss that. The standing up for liberty in the Constitution is supposed to be what tape patriotism is all about. But they have that all twisted around. But anyway, I wanted to deal with the subject of economic sanctions. So one of our favorite people who's been writing for on foreign policy for a long time, uh, Ted Galen Carpenter, uh, he has a good article out today on antiwar.com, and it's entitled Economic Sanctions Are Simultaneously Ineffective and Cruel. And I agree with that. And, uh, and, and the whole pitch on this is when you do it, if you're a superpower, you can get away with it for a long time. But getting away with it doesn't mean you get away with it forever. Eventually, it catches up with us. And that's what's happening right now. They're catching up to us because we've overdone it. We have a lot of enemies out there. And they're ganging up on us because they say that we want it to stop. And that is why they're attacking us through the financial system and the dollar. And we've made ourselves vulnerable to this. So this, this is a big issue. So I'm very anxious to talk a little bit more about the sanctions and what Ted's had to say. Daniel. 
Yeah, I mean, Ted's point, I think, is that sanctions are basically a propaganda tool. Uh, they have no useful function other than propaganda. They don't force countries to do what the U.S. tells them to do. On the contrary, and all they do as a side effect is hurt average people. And he starts this article by pointing out that uh, although the, the, you know President Biden claimed that the sanctions against Russia were bringing it to its knees, the ruble would be rubble. Well, it turns out the ruble now is one of the strongest currencies in the world. And though Russia has certainly had some economic setbacks, they've now looks like they've turned the corner uh, on their economy. So it hasn't had the effect. And they also want to, the Biden administration and previous administrations, they also want to claim that the rest of the world is behind us. This is a global coalition. But what Ted points out is that if you get outside of the NATO bloc, which is a small part of Northern Europe, essentially the rest of the world is not with us. The rest of the world has not signed on to sanctions against Russia, Latin America, the Middle East. In fact, the Middle East is making up with Russia faster than ever. Uh, Africa, for example. So this huge part of the global South is not part of the sanctions, despite what the Biden administration wants to claim. Daniel, one of the most ironic things about this interventionism and, and sanctions and punishment uh, to go after our enemies or pretend enemies, but we talked about this, I think, last week. It's so ridiculous, is that we send, what, $115 billion of money and weapons uh, to a, a country that nobody in this country barely knows where it is. We send it there, and Zelensky's involved, and he, uh, he's he been accused of uh, taking some of, uh, some of the money and made his own, that there's a lot of corruption. And, uh, and I'm not taking a position on that, but they have a pretty strong history of doing this. But the interesting thing is they're rolling in cash and they want more, more, more. And guess what they we reported last week and others have mentioned, and that is they're taking their money and uh, the, the economy is all messed up. So they're taking some of our money and buying oil from Russia. Yeah. <laughs> if anything is more crazy than that. So, it, so we're at war with Russia. Just listen to the t TV, war with Russia, war with Russia. And, <clears throat> and they'll say, well, they're just slipping through and getting it. But that's the stupidity of the whole thing. But the, ultimately the greatest danger is it gets out of hand and uh, people people become enemies of ours. And that is what's happening. We put up sanctions on so many countries. And now that we're weakened uh, with our foreign policy and weakened with our economic policy and the dollar, they're delighted in participating with Russia and China and uh, these various countries to go along with attacking the dollar. So that is, that's a war that's going on at the same time, you know, the precipitation is the willingness to have this silent war. You know, we had to face that when we were in Congress, you know, saying that, you know, the progressives were against the gets uh, putting the money into bullets and guns and, and bombs, but putting it on sanctions and economic sanctions, that was okay, which we considered a fallacy. It's misleading. They think they're doing something, which it eventually is just as harmful as if you were dropping bombs on people. Yeah. I think the idiocy of sanctions is, is best encompassed in, in a nutshell in what Marco Rubio said, and we put it on the screen last week. He said, if all these countries keep ditching the dollar, we're not going to be able to put sanctions on them. Right. <laughs> so that's the, that's <laughs> the only purpose. Uh, but before we go on, Dr. Paul, I would like to uh, mention the sponsor of our program uh, today, and that is uh, American Financing. Uh, it's, a, it's a company that helps Americans 
refinanced their homes. Uh, it's been endorsed by greats in broadcasting, Sean Hannity, uh, Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, whatever you think of their politics. These are the, these are the top-notch people in the U.S. It's a family-owned mortgage lender. They've been in business for 20 years. You look at their Google reviews, they're very, very, very positive. Uh, it's a company that does not pay uh, its employees a percentage. It pays them a direct salary, so they have the incentive to give you the kind of mortgage, the kind of service that you need. Its mission is to save you money. They don't ask for any upfront fees. Uh, they will simply help you save money on your mortgage. Uh, you can contact them at 888-976-5555, 888-976-5555. Tell them that the Liberty Report sent you. I will include a link, of course, in the show notes so that you can contact American Financing directly. Now, Dr. Paul, I guess on our third topic, it's almost similar to our first topic, and that's it. We're sending more troops overseas without Congress <laughs> being involved, right? Right. You know, my memory comes back when I read this stuff because I, I was starting to look at our foreign policy way back when I became of age and had to register. And then I, I based some of my judgment, my long term judgments, like going into medicine because I detested the idea someday I'm going to be drafted. Sure enough, I had my MD degree out and in the early 60s. I get drafted. It was over both Cuba and Vietnam. But uh, this the sixty in in the sixties though they talk they talked about uh, you know Vietnam uh, all, all the time. But I remember uh, both parties were involved. They they wanted to send no, we're not sending troops, we're not sending troops uh, because they some of them still remembered Korea. But they go on on they CIA agents. They're not troops. They bomb and kill secretly, so you never know about it. And then then they then they come up and they say, but Vietnam. Uh, what we have to do is send trainers. And we did that. We did that for a couple years. And uh, even under Eisenhower, I believe he was sending uh, train people train over there. And then it's up. You know, uh, it's, it's they send uh, you you know some uh, CIA agents and secret forces to go over. But then again, we would be there originally and we continue to do that. You send it, it's going to expand. It's the beginning. You won't be able to stop. Just think of how this whole nonsense with, with Ukraine has expanded. Well, we need to help them out. They're being attacked. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming yeah. it on and on. And now <clears throat> it's been so bad, Daniel, that American people now are saying, Hey, enough is enough. We're running out of money. Why don't you send us more? Cut it out of Ukraine. So that might be the very little optimism that I can come up with right now because it will end. It ends, you know, the financial things end because they're not sustainable. But there's so much pain and suffering that has to go on before the people wise up. Sort of like how much pain and suffering went through COVID before yeah. the people said enough is enough. So we we say we say before you start, enough is enough. We've had too much in the past. Why don't we learn from our past failures? Yeah, the problem, unfortunately, in Capitol Hill is that a lot of the members who are who are saying enough is enough on Ukraine, uh, their second sentence after that is because we've got to focus on China. And this yeah. is the, and this is what we're talking about. And this is again is from our friends at antiwar.com. Uh, the US has sent uh, over 200 troops to Taiwan. So we're sending troops over there. We're purposely provoking the Chinese. 
Uh, and we, uh, you know, the thing is, one of the things we learned from these leaked documents is that Taiwan has no chance against China. The military knows it, the administration knows it, the intelligence community knows it. They know that if Taiwan does something to provoke an attack by China, they're going to be eliminated, they're going to be extinguished. And you have to wonder, like, so, so why is the U.S. provoking this so much? If Taiwan is our best friend or our good buddies, why are we, push, why are we pushing them to do something that will get them annihilated? You know, it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're in a pub somewhere and there's a skinny guy and there's a huge tough guy and someone is provoking the skinny guy. Go punch him in the nose. Go ahead. Go punch him in the nose. I mean, you wouldn't do that to a friend. Yet that's what we're doing to Taiwan, uh, sending more troops. Uh, sending weapons, sailing our ships again through and through the uh, the Taiwan Straits. Uh, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, Dr. Paul. You know, they've often talked in the past, we have to be prepared for a two-front war. Others say, no, it has to be a three-front war. <laughs> Sometimes it gets awfully confusing. We're trying to sort this out, but they're trying to start so many wars in different places. But right now, you know, the people a couple of years ago, it was only Russia, you know, because of Russia gate, you know, uh, we had a candidate who was dealing with Russia and, you know, selling out and treasonous thing, made up all these lies. So it was always Russia. But all of a sudden it shifted. I mean, uh, Russia is still very significant and both China, they're looking like they're turning this more into economics. Because believe me, they're weaker on the dollar and stronger on gold. So that might be a very significant uh, turntable. But Russia and China, it has shifted to China. And that was almost, uh, even though they're both involved and everybody, there's still a lot of people who disapprove of Russia. Definitely the pop, this is my opinion, the popular opinion of the people uh, in America right now are much more conditioned to hate China. And who knows what's really behind that. But it's a shame because, uh, you know, I, I get annoyed when they say China's coming over here and they're investing their money. Well, that's what capitalists do. Why? Why are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where did they get their money? Did they steal it from us? No, we sent it to them. We bought their junk. You know, yeah. we brought it over here. And where did we get our money? Well, we printed it. So is it any wonder that uh, people are, are, are looking at, at the financial, the economics and the foreign policy as something that's disintegrating? And you're not supposed to say that because that's not anti-American. But what if we're right or even close to it? What if it's just a trend there and you're pointing out if you keep doing this, it's going to get worse. And uh, if you're looking at the statistics of how much debt's building over this ridiculous foreign policy, uh, then, then you might realize, yes, we should have been doing a lot less a lot sooner. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, I'm going to I'm going to close out, Dr. Paul, I think okay. We've covered them. But before we do, I do also want to mention our, our main sponsor this month, and that's fourpatriots.com. They've been sponsored the show for several months now. On um, this month, they've sent an interesting report about uh, our power generating capacity in the U.S. Earlier this year, that for the third time in North Carolina, power station was damaged by gunfire. Um, we have some vulnerabilities in our power grid. Uh, they've identified nine key substations. If these substations are attacked or if they go down, we could face months without power in the United States. Uh, the smart people prepare for this. And one great way to prepare is to go to 4patriots.com, number 4patriots.com, and check out their generators. They've got a great solar-powered generator that you take with you wherever you go. So if you're out of power for two weeks, two months, however long, 
you can still function. You can still run your refrigerator. You can still run your medical devices. You can still keep in touch with your relatives by charging your phone. Uh, hopefully, they're smart enough to have a generator as well. Um, you can enter the code RON to get 10% off your first order at 4Patriots.com. Free shipping on all orders, $97 and above. There will, of course, be a link in the show description to where you can go to 4Patriots.com and get your generators or anything else you need from this great American company. And I'm just going to finish out, Dr. Paul, on my end by reminding our viewers. I've been away for a couple of days, and I apologize for that. Uh, but we do have our conference coming up on June 3rd in Houston. We've got tickets for sale. I will put a link in the show to where you can get your tickets. We've held the price down despite inflation because we want all of you to be able to join us in Houston for a great conference on how we're being lied to and how the nihilists are determined to destroy truth. So look for that in our show notes and come see us in Houston. And back to you, Dr. Paul. Very good. And I'm looking forward to that conference. It's great to get together with our friends and supporters. And I want to just close by telling everybody once again the exact name of our organization. It's Ron Paul uh, Institute for Peace and Prosperity with a sincere belief that we uh, will expect that uh, there will be wars and there will be problems and there will be people lying, you know, probably forever. Uh, but it doesn't have to be carnage of a whole civilization. And that's what a lot of people are worrying about right now. And the, and the conditions that we have to change aren't that difficult. Uh, some people get confused. Well, it's so big and overwhelming. What do you do? Well, my suggestion is that if you're really confused, uh, the Constitution is pretty clear cut. You can read it as a hint on what we're supposed to do. And technically, it's still the law of the land. And we were on the right track. So, But what bewilders me at time is if we're at least going in the right direction on this, isn't it a shame that we're, we're not more successful? I mean, why, why shouldn't people be for peace and prosperity? And unfortunately, what happens is uh, that... Uh, too many people have been conditioned to think the government should. Yes, that's true. We want peace and prosperity. But, you know, everybody has some needs. It turns out that people who have lots of voice and maybe the most weapons is the military industrial complex. And there's a lot of organizations that follow the routine of a military industrial complex, scare the people, threaten them to call them, you know, you know unpatriotic. And therefore, you have to go along with the spending. And right now, they're discussing this big thing in Washington about the budget. With well, the odds, the odds of them having a budget that really improves things, the Republicans have a few suggestions of doing it. But it's going to continue. It's 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 locked in place until since we haven't woke we haven't woke up gradually and changed our position. We'll wake, we will wake up suddenly, and we better decide what we're going to do after that happens. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Institute for Peace and Prosperity and the Ron Paul Liberty Report. Please come back soon.